0: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to JP's Division II Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm so glad you took the time to take a listen. If you tuned in last week and are back this week, first of all, I'm shocked that my crappy podcast ability didn't drive you away. But I want to thank you for coming back and giving me a second chance. If you're new to my podcast, welcome to the D2 Women's Basketball Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Today, I would like to talk about the season that was, the 21-22 season. This past season was awesome, just like they all are. Lots of great teams, lots of great games, surprises, and excitement. We started the season with Lubbock Christian coming in as two-time defending national champions. And it would have been three times if it weren't for COVID interrupting the 19-20 season. Lubbock, however, graduated two starters. One left school after graduating, and the other, their center, left the school as a grad transfer to a D1 school. With these losses, it looked like Lubbock's run of championships might be at an end. Drury, the 2021 national runner-up and a constant at the top of the D2 rankings, was loaded with talent, including returning player of the year Paige Robinson. They look like an early favorite along with Lubbock. Lander, Fort Hayes, and North Georgia all look like contenders. At least those were the teams I was looking at as the top teams to start the season. So what happened? I guess to answer that, we need to look at each of the regions and see how they played out. There are eight regions in D2 and those regions are for the most part made up of two or three conferences ranging from 10 to 17 teams per conference. So lots of teams participating, trying to win a conference championship. First, let's take a look at the Atlantic region. This region is made up of the Mountain East, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, and the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association. During the regular season, Cutstown won the East division of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, and California University of Pennsylvania won the West. Both schools had good records going into the conference tournament. They, however, would be surprised by Gannon University, who knocked off Cutstown in the semifinals and beat Cal U in the championship game. In the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, Lincoln University won the Northern Division, and Johnson C. Smith University won the Southern. Elizabeth City State University, however, went into the conference tournament as the number two seed over Johnson C. Smith due to their better overall record. In the end, it was Lincoln who won the conference tournament. The Mountain East Conference regular season was won easily by Glenville State, who went undefeated throughout all the regular season play, ending their regular season at 27-0. In a third of those games, they scored over 100 points, and against Wheeling University, they scored 141 points. Wow, that is pretty much the Mountain East Mountain East Conference meets Buzzsaw. That trend continued in the Mountain East Tournament until the championship game, however. Charleston pulled off a huge upset and handed Glenville State their only loss of the season. The game was a thriller and exciting until the final horn. Charleston showed everybody how to beat Glenville. Just keep your turnovers under 10 and shoot 55 percent from the floor. If you can do that, you may be able to squeak out a win. In the central region, we have the Mid America Intercollegiate Athletics Association, the Great American Conference, and the Northern Sun Intercollegiate Conference. The North Division of the Northern Sun was a tie between Saint Cloud State and Minnesota Duluth. I'm sorry, Minnesota Duluth. On a tiebreaker, St. Cloud State got the number one seed for the conference tournament, and Minnesota Duluth got the number two. The South division was won by Minnesota state in the conference tournament. Things played out pretty much as one would expect with one seeded St. Cloud playing two seeded Minnesota Duluth with Minnesota Duluth mildly upsetting St. Cloud for the conference tournament championship. The great American conference had Southwestern Oklahoma state university running away with the regular season conference title with their 20 and two conference record. Nobody else was even close. In the conference tournament, Swazoo won again to claim the conference tournament championship. The Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletics Association was led by Fort Hayes State and Missouri Southern who tied for the regular season title. In the conference tournament, the two teams met for the championship with Fort Hayes winning the game to claim the tournament championship. In the Eastern region, it's made up of the Northeast 10, The East Coast Conference, and the Central Atlantic Collegiate Conference. The NE10 had the Northeast Division won by Southern New Hampshire University, and the Southwest Division won by Pace University and Le Moyne during the regular season. In the conference tournament, Pace and Southern New Hampshire Hampshire both lost in the second round. Le Moyne lost to Bentley in the semifinals, setting up a championship game of Bentley versus Stonehill that was won by Bentley to give them the Northeast 10 tournament championship. The East Coast Conference had traditional top team Damon winning the regular season with a 16-1 conference record. In the conference tournament, it was more the same with Damon winning the conference championship over Malloy University. The Central Atlantic Collegiate Conference had Post University winning the Northern Division, and Chestnut Hill University winning the South Division. In the conference tournament, Post was beaten by Jefferson University in the semifinals, and Chestnut Hill was beaten by U Sciences. U Sciences then went on to win the CACC Championship. Our next region is the Midwest region, consisting of the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Conference, the Great Midwest Atlantic Conference, and the Great Lakes Valley Conference. In the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Conference, Grand Valley State won the conference regular season title and looked like they would do in the same in the conference tournament, until they were beaten in the championship game by Ferris State. The Great Midwest Atlantic Conference, I'm sorry, the Great Midwest Athletic Conference had Ashland and Walsh at the top of the standings for the regular season, with Ashland ending up with one more conference win to take the regular season crown. In the conference tournament, the same two teams squared off, with Ashland winning the tournament as well. The Great Lakes Valley Conference has always had great teams, and last season was the same. The three divisions were won by Missouri-St. Louis, Southern Indiana, and Drury. Drury went on to win the conference tournament championship for the sixth year in a row. The fifth region we are looking at is the South Central, and that includes the Lone Star Conference and the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. The Lone Star Conference was wide open last year with two-time defending national champion Lubbock Christian losing some players to graduation, but still being dangerous and very well coached. Texas A&M Commerce loaded with talent and always very well coached. West Texas A&M has a new coach, Josh Prock, from from Eastern New Mexico, coming off a season where they failed to make the NCAA tournament, but loaded with talent, won the regular season. The WT Lady Buffs also won the conference tournament by beating Texas A&M Commerce in the championship. The RMAC had an interesting season, and this conference is one of my favorites because I live in Colorado and I get to watch a lot of these teams play in person. Colorado School of Mines won the regular season title last season, just like they did in the 2021 season. But lost to CSU Pueblo in the semifinals of the conference tournament. Then CSU Pueblo lost to Metro State in the championship, giving the Roadrunners the RMAC Conference Tournament Championship. On to the South region, which has the Gulf South Conference, the Sunshine State Conference, and the Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. The Gulf South Conference had top teams Union University and Valdosta State at the top during the regular season. Union University was ranked number one in the nation at the end of the season heading into the NCAA tournament. During the conference tournament, Valdosta State lost to Lee University in the semifinals. Union then won the championship by beating Lee. The Sunshine State Conference was won by the University of Tampa during the regular season, and Tampa also won the conference championship by beating Southern Florida. The Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference had Savannah State winning the Eastern Division and Tuskegee winning the Western Division during the regular season. The conference tournament, however, was won by Benedict College, who beat Tuskegee in the semis and Savannah State in the championship. The Southeast region is made up of the Peach Belt Conference, the South Atlantic Conference, and the Conference Carolinas the Peach Belt Conference was won by the University of North Georgia in both the regular season and the conference tournament, beating Lander for the regular season title and Clayton State in the conference tournament championship. Wingate won the regular season South Atlantic Conference, sorry, Wingate won the regular season of the South Athletic Conference, but lost to Anderson University in the semis of the conference tournament Anderson was then beaten by Carson Newman in the conference championship game. Conference Carolinas was won easily by Barton College, who won the regular season by seven games and the conference tournament championship game over Francis Marion by almost 20 points. Our last region is the West Region, consisting of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, the Pac West Conference, and the California Collegiate Athletic Association. Most of the teams in this region took the twenty twenty one season off due to COVID, so they had been off a while before starting this past season. The few teams in this region that played in twenty twenty one played shortened schedules and usually included playing the same few teams multiple times. That being said, during the season, the GNAC saw Western Washington win the regular season title based on the GNAC point rating system. WWU made it to the championship game of the conference tournament where they lost to Central Washington. The California Collegiate Athletic Association had a regular season champ of Cal State San Marcos. In the conference tournament, however, Cal State East Bay beat San Marcos to claim the CCA Tournament Championship. The Pac West Conference saw Azusa Pacific winning the regular season and the conference tournament. Dominican was second in the regular season, and Academy of Art was runner-up in the tournament. Now that we have recapped what happened in each of the conferences, I want to talk about this past season's NCAA tournament. In case people don't know, I want to mention that all of the D2 NCAA tournament games are free to be live streamed on the NCAA site. I watch as many of them as is humanly possible, and this past tournament was not a disappointment. To start, let's look at the eight number one seeds. They were Glenville State, Fort Hayes State, Southern New Hampshire, Grand Valley State, West Texas A&M, Union, North Georgia, and Cal State East Bay. Okay, Glenville State, Grand Valley State, West Texas A&M, and North Georgia were all able to win their regionals and make it to the Elite Eight. The other four number one seeds were upset. Fort Hayes was beaten out by Missouri Western, a number seven seed. Southern New Hampshire lost to Damon, an eight seed in the first round. Damon then went on to lose to Pace, the number seven seed in the regional championship game. Union was beaten by number seven seed Valdosta State. In Cal State, East Bay was beaten at home in the regional championship by two-seed, Western Washington. So in the Elite Eight, we had four number one seeds, Glenville State, Grand Valley State, North Georgia, and West Texas A&M. We had one number two seed, Western Washington, and three number seven seeds, Pace, Valdosta State, and Missouri Western. In the Elite Eight games, Glenville State started out with a 103-56 trouncing trouncing of West Texas A&M. That game was shocking to me because WT is a good, well-coached team, and they could not handle that constant pressure of Glenville State. Western Washington then just got by Valdosta State, winning 58-53 in a game that was close and exciting the whole way. North Georgia jumped out to an early lead on pace, and then held on to win 68 to 61. Grand Valley State easily beat Missouri Western 67 to 44. On to the final four. In the first final four game, Western Washington beat North Georgia 74 to 68 in another close one. In the second final four game, Glenville State was trailing at half by two points to Grand Valley State, but ended up winning the game by 24 points, 77 to 53. The constant pressure and constant subbing of Glenville State wore Grand Valley State down in the second half and turned a close game into a comfortable win. Now let's talk about the championship game. We have Western Washington versus Glenville State, two teams that have never won the D2 championship before. Lubbock Christian has kind of ruled D2 for the past three years, and now we will crown crown a new champion. The championship game looked a lot like Glenville State's final four game. Western Washington held a two point advantage at the half, but by the end of the game, the pace of Glenville State wore down WWU and gave Glenville an 85 72 and their win and their first national championship in D2 women's basketball. This Glenville team was really something to watch. It was led by all Americans Roshana Stone and Zakiah Winfield who both put up huge numbers in the regular season and in the tournament. The Glenville attack is really exciting to watch. Every stoppage in play sees at least three subs going in, sometimes four or five. They run full court press all game long and sub their players every minute, so they stay fresh and they keep that pressure on. They led the nation in scoring and blew away the NCAA tournament, with nobody coming any closer than losing by 12. And only two of the teams lost by less than 20 points. Congratulations to Glenville State on an amazing season. Truly a dominating performance from start to end. Another thing to note about this Glenville team is their lack of height. They only have two players over six feet tall on the team, and they both play very limited minutes. Their strength is in size, not in, I'm sorry, their strength is in speed, not in size. As a team, they scored over 3,400 points. They had nine players who scored over 100 points. Roshana Stone scored 607. Sakai Winfield scored 579. Most teams don't even have a player who made 400 points during the course of the season. So it was truly a great season for Glenville State. In conclusion, last season, just like every, was very competitive and fun to watch. Glenville State proved to be the number one team but lots of other teams had great seasons as well. I hope everybody was able to watch a lot of games in person and via streaming. I can't wait for our upcoming season to start, and next week I will start talking about that. Please feel free to leave any suggestions or feedback in the comments. Take care and have a great week. JP signing off.